This is the Dave Ellsberg Show. I am Robert Steinbach, filling in for Dave. Dave, unfortunately, is out ill. We wish him the very best and hope he will be back in very soon. On the line, we're going to go straight to the important person line. On the line, we have Michael Cutler, who is an expert on, well, anything on which he speaks, but more importantly, on immigration (laughs) issues. Michael, as you might be able to discern if you have a very delicate ear, is from New York. Uh, And so I understand what he says because having lived in Arkansas, I can translate New York to Arkansas now. Uh, Michael, are you there? Not all of that. Thank you so much for having me. There you go. It's always my pleasure. Michael, what do we need to know? What is the latest thing going on with our border security, with immigration issues? Tell us, by the way, remind the audience, I know you're on Dave's show all the time, remind the audience of your general background and your expertise in these issues, and then, hey, let us know what's going on. Okay, fair enough. By the way, please tell Dave uh, Dave that I hope he feels better and, and is back on his feet real quick. Absolutely. Um, and, and as far as my background, I was an INS agent, Immigration and Naturalization Service agent for 26 years. I began my career, I hate to tell you, back in 1971 as an immigration inspector assigned to Kennedy Airport. I was in that position for about four years. But for one of those four years, I was assigned as an adjudications officer doing those marriage interviews you've seen in the movies, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I rotated through all the squads within the investigations branch. I became the first immigration agent to be assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of the Drug Enforcement Administration in New York City. And then after a four-year stint of doing that, I was promoted to senior special agent and assigned to the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. So I had desks at the FBI, DEA, ATF. I worked with foreign governments, including Canada, Great Britain, Israel, Japan, I've been before, I think we're up to 17 congressional hearings, testified, uh, gave testimony to the 9-11 Commission. I've arrested and investigated terrorists, as well as drug traffickers and international fugitives. So I really had, the, I took the scenic tour, you might say. And what I, what, what's really disconcerting to me, and what I've seen since 1971, it's a long time ago, and I have the gray hair and the bald spot to prove it, is that the immigration system has gone from a system designed to protect America and Americans into a system that's become a delivery system. It delivers an unlimited supply of cheap, exploitable labor, and I can assure you that there is no compassion in exploitation. It delivers an unlimited supply of foreign tourists, foreign students, by the way, who frequently displace American workers. You know, we hear the politicians from both sides of the aisle Oh, we've got to take these wonderful foreign students and staple green cards onto their diplomas. You know, Mitt Romney's infamous statement. In right. Um, meanwhile, this displaces Americans in growing numbers. It's not just people doing the manual jobs, uh, the uh, semi-educated uh, jobs. We're talking about the high-tech industry. So we have a transference of our intellectual property to the third world, to people that may not be our, our friends but our adversaries. We're driving down wages. We're displacing American workers, which leads to more homelessness. Uh, We're losing tons of money because every year tens of billions of dollars are wired out of the country by foreign workers. And the system also, by the way, floods the housing market with tenants, which drives up the price of real estate and apartments. For the bankers and for the real estate owners, this is great news. For Americans, this helps to contribute to the homelessness crisis that we have. And finally, 
the immigration system delivers an unlimited supply of clients for immigration law firms. And remember, politicians in both parties, lots of them are attorneys. So in all of this, where did you hear anything about how the immigration system is being made to serve the best interests of America or Americans? And the answer is it doesn't, not any longer. So what do we do? We have to, in a manner of speaking, rebel. Look, Donald Trump was elected because what he said struck a very resonant chord within the American people. He said, we're going to secure the borders. We're going to make certain the people who come here don't mean us harm. What a novel thought. You know, as homeowners, we lock the door at night. And when someone knocks on your door, you look through the people before letting them in. You know, if you left your house wide open, unlocked and went away and came back a couple of days later and someone came in and cleaned you out and you called up your insurance company and said, my God, I've been robbed. Well, let me tell you, if their adjusters came to your house and there was no evidence of forced entry, but that it was clear that through your own negligence, you had allowed people access to your house. I guarantee you they're not going to make good on that claim. They're going to look at you and say, you're a damn fool. You created this nightmare, and we're not going to pay for it. In a very true sense, this is exactly what the politicians from both political parties have done because they've been bribed. Let's be blunt about this. I I don't have time to pussyfoot around. I'm a New Yorker, and I call it the way I see it. You know that tradition. Amen. We are – the politicians are being bribed. It's called campaign contributions by, quote, unquote, special interests. I I listened to one member of Congress have the chutzpah during an interview – Chutzpah is, is spine or guts or gall, whatever you want to call it. Chutzpah, uh, as you know, Michael, chutzpah is when the uh, person goes gets arrested by the police uh, after having killed his parents and says to the judge, can you take it easy on me? I'm an orphan. I'm an orphan, exactly. <laughs> well, and what, what's happening now surpasses that classic example of chutzpah. And so here's this politician demonstrating at least equal chutzpah to that murdering kid. And said, well, you know, the problem is the American people don't have lobbyists. I almost fell out of my chair because the person interviewing him didn't frame the response the way he should have. Because I would have looked that congressman in the eye and I would have said, wait a minute. Besides the title congressman, what is your other title that we frequently use? Representative. What do you mean the American people don't have a lobbyist? Isn't that your job? To represent Americans, we the people? How far have we fallen? How stupid and gullible have we become? How cowardly have we become? People say to me, oh my gosh, Mike, if you go out there and say we need to secure the borders, they're going to accuse you of being anti-immigrant. They're going to tell you that you're a hater. And I said, well, first of all, as a New Yorker, I don't give a damn what you call me. I had my share of schoolyard fistfights growing up. I learned how to take care of myself. But It's not anti-immigrant. It's pro-enforcement. And you know what? The same laws that tell us who to keep out and who to kick out, and we're talking now about criminals, spies, terrorists, human rights violators, aliens with dangerous communicable diseases, or aliens who are displacing American workers illegally, those laws also tell us who to admit. And our immigration laws are the most generous in the world. We admit more lawful immigrants every year, more than a million. That number is greater than all of the other countries on the planet combined. But nobody ever seems to have the chutzpah, the guts, the spine to stand up to these thugs, these bullies, and say, how dare you 
Those laws are protecting Americans as well as immigrants. The most likely victim of the violence perpetrated by transnational gangs, not just MS-13, that I've investigated and arrested all these thugs. Uh, I began investigating MS-13 around 1991, 1992. They were a small problem. And then came along the Obama administration and said, oh, we're going to let in all these unaccompanied minors. Well, we flooded America. Dozens of American states are now inundated with MS-13. And if you pick up the newspapers, the most likely victims of the violence, the rape, and the murders that they commit are children who happen to have Latino surnames. They live within the same ethnic immigrant community, and that's true of the Russian mob. It's true of Asian organized crime. It's true of the Jamaican drug posses. It's true of the Israeli mob, the Italian mob, you name it. And, and, the, and the reality is immigration isn't about race. The open borders crowd, the anarchists want to make it about race, but it's not. Look, human nature is human nature. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care where you come from. If you cut your arm, you're going to bleed red. Every group, every ethnicity, every race, every religion has the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's just a fact of life. So when I hear this nonsense, oh, you don't like brown skin or green skin or purple skin, I don't like criminals. I don't like people to come to my country and displace American workers, drive down wages, commit crimes, sell drugs, and do so with impunity. And, you know, during one of my very first congressional hearings, I made the point, Robert, that you get one opportunity for first impression. Think about this, folks. The first set of laws that aliens, people from other countries, generally encounter when they deal with the United States are our immigration laws. So what's the message that our country has sent to the world far and wide? Come to America. Not only will we permit you to violate our laws, but we're now willing to reward you. And we have an imbecile for a mayor in New York, Dumb Blasio. I don't want to sound like Donald Trump with the insults that he hurls. But this mayor has so infuriated me, he's created a climate where the police of New York, and I worked very closely with the NYPD, and it was a privilege. They're among the best in the world. They're being spat upon. They're having fluids thrown at them. They're being verbally and physically attacked. Shootings are up. And this mayor, who I call the hug-a-thug mayor, is now ordering that people be released without bail if they commit crimes. And we're talking serious crimes. Suddenly, we've turned logic on its head. The criminals are now the victims, and the victims, I guess they're speed bumps or collateral damage. Am I getting anything wrong here? Michael, you know, the one thing I could possibly take issue with is when you say that the mayor is an imbecile, I fear that you're inappropriately insulting imbeciles. So... Um, I want you to consider that. Zach is um, uh, pointing many fingers at me, telling me we must go to break. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with you in a moment. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck. In the studio with me is Hannah Webb Howard, and on the phone is the incomparable Michael Cutler. Michael, you were going to tell us how in the next seven and a half or so minutes you would solve all of the problems of immigration. Well, that's easy. By the way, go to my article that I just wrote for Front Page Magazine, Front Page Mag, because I dissected this terrible bloodbath that that American family suffered in Mexico. Nine women and children, including infants. Terrible. Look, you have the Senate turning around and saying just on April, what was it, uh, September the 25th, the Wall Street Journal reported the the Senate, controlled by the Republicans, 
Both sides of the aisle have done this to us, folks. This isn't a left-right deal. We're being screwed by both sides. Uh, said that there's no longer an emergency on the border. Ironically, just a couple of days later, the federales in Mexico arrest El Chapo Guzman's son. Uh, and El Chapo Guzman, of course, was the, the, the drug kingpin. And where was he prosecuted, by the way? In Brooklyn, New York, the Eastern District of New York, just a couple of miles from Chuck Schumer's house, right? The guy that wants amnesty. He said if you trespass on critical infrastructure, you should go to jail for five years. When you trespass on America, we should give you citizenship. And, well, and health care. And health care, right. Turn America into the emergency room for the world. What a brilliant idea. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I mean, so because money grows on trees. <clears throat> well, apparently it does. I, I just wish I had some of those trees growing in my backyard, not their backyard. Exactly. But here's the, here's, here's the problem, though. El Chapo's father ran the drug cartel in New York. Why was he in New York? Great question. Because New York has sanctuary policy. So even though we have the biggest, most sophisticated and well-equipped police department in the country, the cartels realized that if they came to New York because of those sanctuary policies, they'd be pretty much secured against immigration law enforcement. Because by design, we only have a handful of special agents. And that's the key to the whole mess. This is the key that nobody wants you to know about. Much has been said about the Mexican border, and I do support the border wall. We need it. But I compare the border wall with the wing on an airplane. Without the wing, the airplane doesn't fly, but the wing by itself goes nowhere. We have 6,000 immigration agents for all of the United States of America, and more than half of them are not doing immigration work. The sea in ICE is customs. It's all about revenue and, and products moving across borders. It has nothing to do with immigration. The point is that we need many more ICE agents. One way or the other, aliens who are determined to get to the interior of the United States will succeed, whether they get visas and lie on the applications. And the 9-11 Commission found visa fraud, by the way, was a key method of entry and embedding for the terrorists. Of course. The antidote, have enough agents to conduct the investigations, make the arrests, and deter people from committing fraud. Uh, it's also about going after the employers, going after the gangs, going after the terrorists. The second largest contingent of law enforcement officers who are assigned to the Joint Terrorism Task Force, believe it or not, immigration agents, because every foreign terrorist who enters America, no matter how they get here, they've all violated multiple sections of the immigration laws. So we need the horsepower to make the arrest. We don't need new laws. The laws are fine. I worked with Aldamato in the early 80s to create the aggravated felon reentry law that makes reentry by criminal aliens a 20-year maximum crime. Last year, because of that, over 25,000 aliens were prosecuted by the Justice Department for unlawful reentry. So we've got the legal measures taken care of. What's lacking are the agents to get the job done. And this is a failure by design. They want to create the illusion, they, the politicians, that they're addressing the demands of the American people. <clears throat> but it's like a magic act. Everyone knows if the magician really cuts the lady in half, he's going to go to jail. No one's ever going to work with him again. So he creates the illusion that he's cutting the lady in half to entertain the audience. Here the illusion is, oh, we're taking care of border security. Meanwhile, they make sure that nothing changes because if they really did secure the border, the money from the corrupt third uh, special interest groups, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce, the industries, you name them, they would stop writing the checks for those campaign contributions that are nothing more than bribes. So I would start with hiring many more ICE agents, making it clear that if you violate our laws, there's going to be consequences. The lie that's been told is that if the police cooperate with ICE, 
then people won't come forward if they're here illegally. That's a lie. Nobody in the police department anywhere in the country says to somebody who has information about criminal activity, let me have your driver's license and your library card. I want to make sure I know who you are. They don't do that. They establish anonymous tip lines because people are also afraid of being killed or or people coming after them for reporting crime to the police. So every department provides anonymous means of providing information. And, in fact, immigration has a benefit for the aliens. You cooperate with law enforcement, we can give you visas so you can stay here and bring your family here if you really give us that level of cooperation. But the open borders crowd will never tell you that. They paint a horrible picture about law enforcement in general. They really vilify immigration agents. And meanwhile, the 9-11 Commission made it clear that 9-11 could only have happened because of multiple failures of the immigration system, none of which have been addressed. That is the most galling part of this of all. How nuts is this, Robert? It's really remarkable. And this argument, I find it so uh, indecent, this argument that because illegal aliens might be afraid to report a crime, we should therefore not consider them illegal aliens anymore. By the way. Right. And that's started with Jimmy Carter. Carter right. started that nonsense. If, We're going to get rid of the word alien. And the word alien, by the way, and I don't want to cut you up, I just want to make the point. It yeah. all means is any person not a citizen or national of the United States. Where's the insult? Exactly. It's in there the statute. None. It's about clarity. They don't want us to have clarity. This is Orwellian. This isn't political correctness. Alter the words. You can alter the understandings and thoughts of the American people. This has been the biggest con job perpetrated on America that eclipses Bernie Madoff. Madoff only wanted money. These politicians are costing Americans their lives by the thousands, and they could care less. And it's the left and the right. It's the, it's the people Absolutely. on the right who are the Mitt Romneys, right, who, who would yes. make a lot of noise and do nothing about it. Yes. Absolutely. And I, and I want you to know that I so appreciate You know, we've become good friends uh, because I, I bumped into you on this program. That's right. The discussions we have, you know, I, I wish all of you would wake up and get involved if you're a parent. If you're a grandparent, if you're an uncle or an aunt, please, your children, the people in your family, their futures are hanging in the balance. This isn't xenophobia, okay? I have no problem with lawful immigration, provided that the people who come to America don't do us harm, don't take our jobs, and are here to contribute to America. I'm first-generation American. Me too. I can't tell you what it means to be here as, as, as an American citizen and it's not anti-immigrant to enforce immigration laws. We've got to stop this nonsense. And the, the best way to do it is to tell the truth. And the fake media, of course, will never do that. But you do it on this program. And Dave Ellsworth certainly does it. Ellsworth does it, certainly. Uh, and by the way, I'm doing my own show at 7 o'clock on Blog Talk Radio, the Michael Cutler Hour, East Coast time. Ever since those ashes landed on my house, as you know, um, Robert, I've been a man on a mission trying to wake people up about Amen. the real dangers to open borders and a failure to enforce the immigration law. Amen. Well, Michael, uh, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity today. And we so appreciate your brilliant insights, and we are going to be talking with you again soon.